This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we talk about movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And today we are talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. I think one of the most current movies we've ever done. This actually came out this year. I know, which is crazy, because <laughs> it feels like nothing came out this year. <laughs> I think we it was didn't probably have enough the... time for anything to drop. <laughs> no, I think this is probably the last thing that came out in theaters uh, before, you know, the world changed. Uh... Absolutely. How did I watch this? Illegally. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I, I felt like throwing some money at those poor uh, visual effects artists who had to uh, redo the whole thing. Uh, oh, Craig, you're too kind. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I'm glad they redid it. Oh, yeah. I was I was going to get to this, but since we brought it up already, um, when this trailer first came out, so famously, Sonic looked horrific, like like out <laughs> of a teeth, out dude. of a nightmare. The teeth were so the weird. The teeth, the eyes are weird, and like just really bad. And I remember when I saw the trailer, my first thought wasn't like, "Oh God, look at how." awful sonic the hedgehog looks my first thought was like poor jim carrey how far his career has fallen that this is the kind of movie that he's doing and then weirdly enough they updated sonic and i'm watching it now and going like good for jim carrey he seems like he's having a lot of fun doing this like i actually love jim carrey in this yeah he's great um of course playing the villain dr robot the villain yeah yes Uh, and and do we believe he is right uh yes to a certain extent i think i'm gonna argue for dr robotnik believe it or not this goes against every uh 12 year old craig playing sega genesis for hours on end instinct i have in my body but i'm gonna argue for dr robotnik in this yeah like i don't think he's a good guy but i think uh there are a lot of solid points here and there's a lot of uh motivation that is uh maybe not in the right place but is in the right direction Yep. I mean, he got hired by the government. He has a job to do. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like, absolutely. this is his job. Although I will say I loved when uh, one of the generals called him a psychological tire fire. I was like, that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> I want to say that to people. Like, you're a psychological tire fire. Like, I oh, just want to say great, that. It's a great line, for sure. Um, so I guess uh, the, Dr. Robotnik, obviously, played by Jim Carrey, is the villain. But uh, for those people who haven't seen the movie, um, basically uh, what it is is Sonic the Hedgehog is some interdimensional 
uh, hedgehog, alien, I guess, who flees to Earth because he's being pursued for his power um, and has basically been in hiding since he was a child. Uh, he is very lonely and then accidentally causes a blackout on the entire Pacific Northwest because he has some, like, electrical powers, which aren't really ever explained. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, it's, it's like tied to his emotions. Yeah. <laughs> and you just have to know that. You're just like, yeah. okay, I, I guess that's what that is. We'll never look into that further. And they never explain what the nature of the power is or what it's actually capable of doing, but whatever. Uh, we know that it can wipe out electricity in the entire uh, Northwest. So the government is like... That's terrorism. And uh, send Dr. Robotnik to go find what caused it. And uh, Robotnik quickly discovers that it's Sonic the Hedgehog. And they chase each other around. Of course, there's um, uh, the the cop and his wife who kind of uh, adopt Sonic and uh, sort of help him try to get his rings back, which he loses in San Francisco because James Marsden uh, tranquilizes him. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that makes uh, Dr. Robotnik bad in this movie, the yep. only thing that makes him truly bad, like really evil, is the fact that we know Sonic is good. If you don't know Sonic is good, this narrative is very different. Right. Like, I, I agree 100%. Like, if you recut this movie so that we never see Sonic and he's just this looming monster like if you film this more like you filmed uh what was it eight uh not eight millimeter eight millimeter is the one where they do porn and kill people uh what was the <laughs> it's it's very disturbing I've it's about you've never heard of eight millimeter oh it's <laughs> no. it's a it's a it's one of those movies that you walk away from feeling real dirty um oh, it's God, about like a no. snuff film and okay. um anyway <laughs> not the energy this movie brings <laughs> uh what's the movie scale? What's the movie where the uh, the spider is in the town? It's a J.J. Abrams one, and it's like the kids are filming the movie. Anyway, um, 16 millimeter? I don't know. It's named after a... Uh, oh, Super 8. Super 8 is what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> this entire episode is just Craig going through film standard sizes. Uh, if you filmed it like that, right, with the creature mm -hmm. thing, Sonic the Hedgehog is a terrifying alien creature who's causing blackouts everywhere. Yeah. Dr. Robotnik's clearly the hero of this. Absolutely. No, mind you, I'm not going to, we do need to say that he is very eccentric and not a good person. Okay. Like I, Dr. Robotnik is not necessarily a good person, but right. I can argue, I can absolutely argue his point of view on this. Okay. You have something that has taken out all the power in your area. Okay. You don't see it. You don't know it. You know, it's an alien. Okay, and he's the only one to figure out it's an alien, like, the quickest. Like, he Does figures it, right it out within, Super like, quick. 30 seconds. Okay, he's the smartest man in this film. Okay, bang, bang, figures this out. He does shit on everyone around him, which is, I don't know. How do you feel about that, Craig? Uh, so, at first I was watching this, I was like, man, I wish he was just a little nicer because he'd be easier to defend for this movie. But then I, I kind of had an epiphany. So, he tells that story... Uh, where he goes, there's one kid who ever punched me mm -hmm. or beat me up because uh, James Mars didn't like clocks him early in the movie. Um, and he goes, that didn't last very long. Uh, then I re oh, I wrote down the quote. One second. It is uh, it is the inequality of that brawn beats brain. And I quickly changed that inefficiency. And then he was like drinking out of a straw. Right. Yeah. Which seems extreme. 
Uh, yeah, for a children's tale, yes. Yeah. Uh, when Robotnik first shows up, he's very mean to that general. He's like, screw you. You don't matter. I'm better than you. Um, I'm in charge now. Yeah, you know, what you have accomplished is nothing. He's very, very arrogant. Oh, that kind of made sense to me, though, because I'm like, that's how... Uh, now, I don't know if this is true or real or whatever, but that's how a lot of generals are to soldiers. It's like to to have like a hierarchy of like authority essentially is that they just like try and break these people down. So it kind of made sense to me that this right. guy's like coming in and he's like, okay, I've got the big dick energy. Okay, I'm ready to drop drop trowel right now, essentially. Okay, right. this is what I'm packing. Get to step in. And that's the epiphany that I came to, Rebecca, which is he's pretty much a dick to bullies. Everybody, everybody who he is actually mean to, you could frame as a bully uh, in in some context. So, as you said, that general uh, guy or the major or colonel, whatever his rank was, it's he comes in there and like fronts up because traditionally that's a guy who's going to be a bully and who's going to tell him that he's stupid and what he's trying to do is wrong. So he just like fronts on him right away. He's like, no, fuck you. I'm in charge. I'm Dr. Robotic. The other guy he's mean to right away is James Marsden's character, uh, whose name doesn't matter. It's James Marsden. Uh, (laughs) 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 Who is a cop who is refusing to cooperate with his completely legitimate mission there. Right. So he's just like, I don't, have time to deal with your small town piddly. I'm the top cop in this town. I'm important kind of guy. He's like, no, I'm what I'm doing is so much more important. I'm not going to let you bully me around because you think you're top dog of this small town. So it's like everybody he kind of goes up against are huge bullies, including the guy in the bar who is like, if he did come through here, I'd never tell you. And then he throws oh, yeah. him out a window again. So like everybody Dr. Robotnik is kind of a dick to, you could frame as a bully, which kind of like brought me around to him a little more. Well, what do you think about his relationship with his assistant though? Because that seems uh, yeah. a little less warranted. <laughs> they do seem to have a more playful relationship. You know what I mean? Like, he'll scream at him and be like, of course I want a latte. You make them beautifully. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, okay. Does Dr. Robachnik have some rough edges on him? Could could he use some more interpersonal skills? Absolutely. Uh, But I think you'll find, like, yeah, his assistant, he is the nicest to his assistant in the whole movie. I will say there one time where he screamed at his assistant. I'm like, this is absolutely correct. Was uh, when he first shows up uh, to find Sonic and they have their first altercation. Right afterwards, they escape. His assistant shows up and then goes into the house to see if he's okay. And he's like, why didn't you chase them? What the fuck is the matter with you? And I was like, yeah, dude, you're like the worst henchman ever. Are you kidding me? Send one car. Okay, send a car. You've got five of them. Okay, just send one guy. Doesn't have to be you. Just send a person. Be like, hey, do you mind just going to chase that thing that we've been really after? The only reason we're here like, what's the matter with you? I did like that. Did it ever occur to you to go after them? That's what we wanted. Yeah, yeah. Completely. That's incompetence. You, you got to call your employee on that, okay? Because that's not right. <laughs> Absolutely. And and to his credit, he doesn't do, like, the super villain thing, right? Where he's like, you own, nobody fails me, and then, like, gets rid of him. He sticks around for the rest of the movie. 
you know, yeah. he's a help at certain points. He brings this guy in lattes. Has job security. Yeah, that okay, is a this trusted... guy can make a mistake and co- keep coming back for more. Yes, not a Absolutely. bad henchman. Not a bad henchman. Pretty good henchman, actually. I would say I, maybe one of the top henchmen that we've seen. Seemed pretty competent. Oh, absolutely. And like, I honestly, if I'm a supervillain, okay, and I'm collecting henchmen, I need somebody that makes a good coffee. That's going to be essential to the operation. Oh. oh, yeah. No, Robotnik seems like a kind of guy who needs a cup of coffee. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if you're firing all, on all cylinders like that all day long, like, I'm, I'm going to need a hot <laughs> cup. <laughs> I'm gonna need something. He probably already has, really. If he's he, he's bringing that Jim Carrey energy to <laughs> everything he does. I honestly went into this movie thinking I was absolutely going to hate it. Um, yeah. And it really won me over. I wouldn't say I would watch it again. Like I no. don't think it, it wouldn't be a movie I would watch again. But I didn't mind watching it the one time. Yeah. It it very much felt like I'm watching a kid's cartoon. Yeah. And it's fun and, you know, you know, I would take a niece or nephew to go see this absolutely in the theater and we'd sit there and they'd laugh and they'd have a fun time and then I would never think of this again. It's not like an up, it's not like a Pixar movie where I'm like, oh, that, that's a kid's movie that cut me deep and I think about late at night. (laughs) (laughs) Like Inside Out or something, just like Jesus Christ. Well, I'm gonna go home and think about mental illness for a yeah, bit. I'm having uh, a breakdown in the middle of this theater, surrounded by five-year-olds. What the fuck is happening? Uh, by the way, I, I probably have mentioned this on the podcast before, but what's your what's your Pixar movie? Because my theory is everybody has one that cuts to the, where the subject matter cuts to the core of what you're insecure or uh, emotional about, and that's oh, I think what it your is favorite inside Pixar out. movie. Like I just. Yeah. Like I lost my shit. I can't. Like I can't. Even the shorts, man. Sometimes I'll watch those new shorts that come out, and I'm like, "How did you make me cry in seven minutes? This took no time at all, and I'm already Not- emotionally invested in these two characters that haven't spoken." <laughs> oh, they are. <laughs> you just they- lay some music over top. I'm in. I'm in. I'm a. Oh man, those volcanoes I'm soft. just want to love each other. Uh, that's the one that really I remember really getting me being like, "This is a very dumb premise." Two volcanoes that fall in love with each other. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, yeah, I forget which one it was the beginning of, but it's it's just like at the end they get to be together under the ocean. And it's yeah, really, man. Really I always cute. think I'm such a hard bitch. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm not emotional. Nothing can break me down. And you put on some Pixar, and I'm like, I'm so soft. I'm so soft. <laughs> Hold me. it's not good yeah 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 if i think think it's a lot of pent-up emotion (laughs) if if i was to analyze it like oh my god am i using this as an excuse (laughs) sometimes you need a good cry uh but sonic the hedgehog is not that movie (laughs) no no it is not at no point at no point in this movie did i feel like i was gonna (laughs) start crying (laughs) but as you said it is fine it's enjoyable Mm. It, it it you know, I put it on and I was like, great. I, I think we've mentioned this before. This is an afternoon movie. Did you oh, watch this yes. in the afternoon? Yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah. This, is an ab- this is absolutely an afternoon movie. This is something you put on. You're like, I, I actually did. I baked a pie while I was doing, watching this. <laughs> One of those like, movies where it's like, if I walk away into the kitchen for a couple minutes, I'm not going to miss anything major. No, no, no. I can hear the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let <laughs> just it just kind of wash over you. Know? you. 
Um, I will say one thing I really did enjoy about this movie is we talked briefly about Jim Carrey. He was fun. But Ben mm-hmm. Schwartz as the voice of Sonic, I thought was perfect casting. Yeah. I mean, I if I closed my eyes and I listened to it, I would I would associate this with a character at least similar to Sonic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it is very it's like it's it's kind of cartoony. It's kind you you can tell he's young. Like it's yeah, I think you did a great job with that. Um so Kat and I uh were actually watching uh the Parks and Rec special edition that they did. Uh I don't know if you caught that. They did a special episodes of Parks and Recreation and they had Ben Schwartz on as John Ralphio and uh as I this is after I watched Sonic and I was like just turned to Kat I was like, "Oh yeah, no, he's He's the voice of a hedgehog. Like, <laughs> he kind I was of like, yeah, that's like who you cast a little bit. for that. Like with the hair and everything. I'm like, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I think that's maybe why he sells it too, right? It's just like he's got that kind of like casual kid attitude and stuff like that, which I didn't realize that Sonic the Hedgehog has a voice particularly. Like Mario has a voice. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Sonic yep. is a harder thing to kind of uh, to kind of manage there. And oh, I did like, he not oh, have he a voice? A like, I never played Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog. That was well, not. I mean, I'm, I was very much. We were a Nintendo family, so okay. Uh, I, I was not exposed to that uh, that area. I'm obviously like familiar, uh, but I never played. So they never had a voice in any of the. Uh, I mean, not the games? Sega Genesis one. Same as like NES, right? Mario never spoke because it's like eight bit 16 bit graphics right <laughs> like it's like he's a blue dot on the screen basically but oh man i was a sonic 2 fan though like i was holy cow rebecca i can still do sonic the hedgehog 2 uh special stages from muscle memory like Whoa. i still it is in there i've forgotten my times tables but i could sit down with you to the sega genesis i still have hooked up uh not three feet from me right now uh and whip out i can get all the chaos emeralds in the first uh green hill zone like i'm i'm i was fucking aces at that game and it is a lot of misspent youth is what that is (laughs) (laughs) it's not misspent if you enjoyed yourself I'm a firm believer right. that I tell myself that every time I spend 10 hours playing video games in a row. I'm like, it's not wasted if you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> Just say it like, three times in front of a mirror. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, uh, that's, uh, you're allowed. You're allowed. Yeah. Yeah. We all need to. Oh, yeah, breaks. dude. I've been literally during quarantine, it has been teenage dream mode. Okay. I only do things that teenager me would enjoy. <laughs> the things like, Rereading right. Harry Potter. Okay. I'm rereading Harry Potter. I'm playing video games. I'm baking. I'm watching cartoons. And that is all I'm doing. <laughs> it's it. Okay. I refuse to do anything else. I don't care. Yeah. But that's still being super productive. Oh, yeah. No, just working on that mental health. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine, baby girl. I just pet myself during the day. Just, just stay trying to stay calm. Uh, oh, did you notice in this movie that they, ab- I'm positive that they cast two Toronto raccoons? Those, <laughs> yeah. Those gotta the be raccoons. Toronto raccoons. Okay. The I've raccoons. never seen fatter raccoons. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if this was filmed in Toronto. Maybe it was. Who knows? I don't care. Uh, Either way, they flew them in. I don't know how they got them there, but I recognize. They were big boys. Those are big. <laughs> 
yeah, and they did not give a fuck. They did not give a fuck. They were just like, yeah, we're in the trash. You're all good. Yeah, uh, and like, why is him trying to uh, capture these raccoons any different? <laughs> Oh, I see where you're going. You know what I mean? How's this different? The only difference is, is the other one, <laughs> Sonic can speak, but that is not something that Dr. Robotnik knows right off the hop, okay? You've got an uh, alien. True. You do not know what this alien's intentions are, okay? He wiped out, I think, like what, like a quarter of your country's power? Is that what they were saying? <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, the, all the Pacific Northwest. Pacific exactly. Northwest. So the, then this guy travels around, gets into several accidents, starts a brawl in a bar. Okay. A problem <laughs> causer for sure. Yes. Like he's, this thing cannot be contained. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, to, to finish up your analogy, it's like, if you can be mad at raccoons for meshing around in your garbage pail, now imagine that the garbage pail is the entire Pacific Northwest. You know, like that's a much bigger Just, garbage imagine pail. Imagine that garbage pail is America. <laughs> Yeah. That's a horrible set. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Craig. I'm sorry. Oh my God. No, that was uh, not. I did not uh, mean. Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> that was not my We're just joking, people. We love you. We're uh, joking. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah, dude. Like, it, it's totally reasonable. And I think this but is Sonic like a theme that we have on this podcast again and again. Right. And it's like, you got to contain, you have to find a way to contain, which is no problem. And it's really, it's, it's such a problem. It's such a problem that the government wanted to call in their craziest employee. That's how high this goes. Yeah. Right from the jump too. They're like, who do we get to deal with this? And they're like, robotics, the only one. And they're like, oh, not that guy. And they're like, we don't have nobody else to do it. Like, they didn't even try anybody else. They're just like, this is a problem that's big enough that the guy we all hate, that we all think is a little off, has to deal with it. Yeah, there wasn't even like a vetting process. There wasn't even like a process where they're like, okay, so let's like contract this out. Or who do we call? Or maybe this guy or that guy. It's like, no, there's one guy to solve this problem. Okay. And he's wacky. He's a psychological tire fire. But we have <laughs> no one else. We need this loose cannon. Okay, if you change this narrative, if you just change this a little bit to like, okay, this is like a... Because this guy's essentially like the loose cannon that you see in like these classic police shows and stuff like that. This is the guy that by any means necessary, we're going to get the job done because this is the security of the nation. Right. And I don't care what your regulations say. I'm going to capture, you know, I'm going to do what's right. That's essentially what he's doing. Yes. I mean, aside from the fact that he does state uh, on, I believe more than one occasion that he does not like humans. (laughs) 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 So you could, you could really argue his motivations are not pure (laughs) in this discovery, but he was hired. He was like, he, by people that look over the whole nation. You know what I mean? Like, and now I'm yeah. not going to start defending the American government. Okay. Because it's a slippery slope, but you, you can understand why this thing, why you would want to contain this thing. The only thing, the yes, only absolutely. difference is, is that we're watching. We know Sonic's a kid. We know he's good. Okay. But if you don't know any of that, yeah, this thing's gotta be locked up. We gotta get it. 
A hundred percent. And I mean, you can, you, you brought up that Robotnik was like, I don't like people. And I feel like this is a bit of a dangerous argument to make, but like, <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, you are a smart person, right? Oh, I, I would have, yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> but I, for sure, there have been times where you are the smartest person in the room and or you're in a group project, for example, and you have to work with complete fucking idiots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel that's like that's a. I feel like that is something that we have all experienced in our lives. Right. The frustration of having to work with somebody who is let's, let's put it a nice way is not up to your level of performance. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Yeah. Right. So just picture Dr. Robotnik is clearly a genius, super genius in this case, right? He gets things immediately. He understands them. And he everybody he has to work with is somebody that he has to explain himself to. How frustrating would that be? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you're working with like somebody one-on-one, like when we're doing this podcast together, we're like, oh, you know what I mean by this? I'm like, yeah, I do. And we don't really have to explain ourselves to each other, right? You'd be like, but if you were sitting here going like, I think uh, those are some uh, those, those are some Toronto raccoons. I'd be like, what's a raccoon? And you'd be like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> We can't do a podcast if you don't know what Toronto raccoons are, Craig. You know, you'd be very frustrated very quickly. And I think Robotnik's in the same boat there. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, having, it is something that uh, generally is a standard within like super villains that are intelligent is this constant frustration of the people around them of like, how do you not understand what the goal is how do you not understand why do i need to tell you to go chase the guy okay it's been our only goal (laughs) it's been our only goal this whole movie um and i'm gonna need you to get your shit together okay i'm gonna need you to pack up all your shit okay get it in a little pile and put it in a bag okay because what the fuck I have a transport truck that can transform into six different robots to chase this guy and the one thing that's holding me back is that you didn't think to go after him. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how frustrating is that? How how insane is that? I I think we can give him a little leeway on being hating people and being a little snarky. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just still think he's kind of bad, but I get it. You know what I mean? Like he's I I get I get the process here. I get why we need to do what we're doing. From his perspective, this is absolutely valid. Do I think he's a good yeah. person? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> would I would I invite him to a to a party I'm having? Probably not. No. No. He's I'm not, not going to bro he's not down the with this individual to the office. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. No. I'm he's not unpleasant to be around for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's unpleasant to be around, but I don't think that makes you necessarily a bad person. Or okay. a villain in this case, right? I think. I don't know. I feel like he job. threatens to kill too many people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. He's a little. He's a little. He doesn't. <laughs> Does he, threaten, he doesn't oh, kill I guess he anybody. Threatens. Yeah, he threatens. Because uh, it's a children's He threatens movie. the police officer. He threatens. Uh, I, I I think uh, the secondary police officer. He's not threatened, but he he gets he gets the idea. You know what I mean? There's a threatening vibe. <laughs> 
happening. Uh, yeah, he oh, he makes threats for sure. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, playing fast and loose with the threats, but he does not ever kill anybody. <laughs> no, there is the implication at the end of the movie where he has them all on the roof that he would have killed uh, James Marsden and his wife if Sonic hadn't thrown them off the roof. Uh, Which um, but- seems like a flawed <laughs> plan. Okay, it seems like a plan of like, if this didn't work, if this wasn't a kid's movie, that would have been splat splat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And can I get it real scientific like on you first? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a little scientific here. Okay, Science so he throws. So, in order to get out of this scenario, right, James Bards and his wife are. Sonic throws them off the roof, mm-hmm. and then Sonic jumps after them. Mm-hmm. Um, and right before he, they hit the ground, he throws one of his rings, which works as a, a teleporter, right? Or a, right. a, a portal. Mm-hmm. And he throws that in front of them. So they fall through it and out into a farm field back in their hometown. Right? Yes. The problem is, is that they are still going at the speed they were going before they entered that porthole. Right? Oh. So it doesn't matter that they're now going horizontal. They're still traveling at uh, falling speeds into the side of a barn. (laughs) They're dead. (laughs) That's a very different movie. That's very different. <laughs> They're oh. just like a red smear in a barn and Sonic's like, ooh. <laughs> oh, dude, honestly, I would laugh my ass off if that's how the movie ended. <laughs> he was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> and it was just, just Dr. Right. Robotnik explaining why this has happened. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's physics, you idiot. Yes. <laughs> Momentum oh is God. conserved. It doesn't matter the direction. It's, uh, yep. There's a timeline where that's the ending to that movie. God, I would love that so much. <laughs> Somebody real should physics. redo children's movies like that. I, yeah, with real physics is what I was going to say. So, like, if this actually happened and show the insanely grotesque things that would happen to people if they did. <laughs> That should like, be like a YouTube science channel, just like redone endings. Yeah. The real ending. <laughs> well, it's kind of the uh, the famous thing of Superman catching Lois Lane right before she hits the ground or Spider-Man swooping in, right? Right. That's they're the all thing. still going at the same speed they were going at when they were going to hit the ground. It's not that you're falling that's going to kill you. It's that you stop suddenly at the end, right? So whether you stop suddenly in Spider-Man or Superman's arms or stop suddenly on a sidewalk... You're fucking dead either way. Yeah, I think somebody tried to make the argument that if you go at a similar speed and then like slowly slow them down or something. Yeah, and that works. But okay. like when you scoop in the last minute, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're good as dead. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a very anyway, different ending. <laughs> very different ending. Less less uh, last minute heroics. More people splattered on the sidewalk. Craig, twenty twenty. Jesus Christ. (laughs) The other uh, kind of scientific part that I did really love about this movie, though, was uh, James Marsden's wife is a uh, veterinarian, right? Mm -hmm. They established that right off the top. And you're like, oh, I bet this is going to come in handy later when an animal needs to be uh, treated medically. And then they kind of are setting that up. Sonic gets hurt in an explosion when getting away from Dr. Robotnik. James Marsden brings uh, him to his wife. And then I fucking loved this. I laughed so hard at this. Where she goes, I don't know. 
This is a blue hedgehog from outer space. I've never seen this before. I don't think his bones translate. Yeah. (laughs) This is not giving birth to a cow. This is something I have never seen before. I hope his bones aren't broken, but I'm not sure. And then Sonic just wakes up on his own. (laughs) I love that they didn't just give her more abilities that she would naturally have. I really, I did actually quite enjoy that detail. Oh, yeah. No, that checks out. <laughs> it yeah. checks out for sure. Checks out super hard, man. You know what's crazy to me? That um, the heroes of this movie, okay, and this is, like, taken as a very, like, light scene because it's like, oh, this is a, obviously a bar of criminals, so it doesn't matter what you do to them. But it, it kind of does because they're not necessarily bad people, you know what I mean? They show up, okay, Sonic insists, even though, okay, this, his best friend, okay, his, his friend, um, is wanted for terrorism, is like, yeah, let's go to this bar anyway, even though we're all over the news, because I have a bucket list, okay, let's go to this bar, and then I'm going to trash everyone at this bar, okay, like, I'm going to mess these people up. This guy's going to be in a neck brace. I'm going to just manipulate everything in this room, bounce out, even though there was only like three people that was that were being rude to me. Okay. Yes. Like, and also you have the awesome ability to leave. You can leave as fast as you want. Okay. You Faster can leave whenever you want. <laughs> you can leave better than anybody else has ever been able to leave. Okay. His superpower is leaving. <laughs> yes. That is essentially his power. Okay. He can leave whenever he wants and as fast as he wants and to wherever he wants. And he chooses to stay here and mess up everybody in this bar. The bar that he said was the coolest place he's ever seen. Ridiculous. <laughs> And I don't buy, by the way, I also don't buy for a minute that anybody believes the excuse that James Arson is. It's like, oh, he's 43 years old. He's got a skin condition. I was like, I would have been happier if just nobody acknowledged that he looked weird, you know? No, it bothered me so much, Craig. This scene bothered me. (laughs) This was the one scene where I was like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Okay, you're telling me this whole movie, everybody that sees this thing either screams, faints, Loses their shit, okay? You put a hat on him, and fine, and it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he's got a hat on. You now still, he's a you person. You can't tell that he's a literal cartoon, okay? <laughs> he's a fucking cartoon, okay? He's not the same color as anything around you, okay? This he's thing, half the height. He's half the height, okay? He's literally a hedgehog, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, we put we put sunglasses on him that we take off five seconds later. Okay, five seconds later, those sunglasses are off. Doesn't matter anymore. Okay. And this thing's parading around, and everybody's like, it's chill because we're we're a band of misfits here. Okay. Yeah. We don't we don't look at that. Look how punk that thing is. That's chill. At one we're point he balled himself up and threw himself through a basketball hoop. And no one was like, that's a thing humans can do. <laughs> Nah, dude, we needed, I needed a better disguise. Okay. I needed a little something extra, a bandana maybe. I don't know. Okay. But not a hat. (laughs) Here's how little Sonic the Hedgehog blends in. I don't think he could disguise himself as a hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> you know that's what great. I mean? And people would be like, what is that? Oh, that's a that's a hedgehog. No, it's not. That's a blue talking weird space alien sort of thing. Uh, that is funny. That Because that, he is addressed as that like several times. She's like, it's uh, this is a huge hedgehog. I'm like, I don't even know how you would know that right off the hop. <laughs> <laughs> well, because his name is Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, yes. <laughs> maybe on his planet, hedgehog means the lever. Uh <laughs> The Jesus one who leaves. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, let's also um, say yeah. I do. He, the first thing this this character does in this movie is um, essentially open his mentor up to be killed because he wouldn't listen. <laughs> yes, which is a backstory I kind of want to know more about, um, which I'm sure will be covered in the sequel that they are they set up at the end of it. Um, but uh, yeah, like, why did that tribe want Sonic's powers? Like, to what end? You know, is it this sort of thing where he has all the power and doesn't want to share it with people who need it? Um, I'm sure there's like Sonic lore and all the games and stuff that explains this, but like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy to me that this character's walking around with like no remorse. Was just like, oh, it sucks that I have to be alone. But at no point is he like, oh, yeah, by the way, I killed my mentor, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I actually, the last person I was friends with died, by the way. Just just so you know. Oh, <laughs> Everyone yeah, I love. <laughs> that is a much darker <laughs> motivation in this movie. Because, like, his motivation throughout it is kind of just like, I'm lonely, I want friends. But, oh, man, you tie in. Holy shit, I never thought about that, Rebecca. That's like, that's dark. Like, I can't Dude, have friends because the last person... at no point is he like, I person... should go back there. Like, he should... I Like, if his Sonic story was like, I should go back there and get them. Okay, like, get God. I'm gonna go fuck these guys up in in some sort of, like, vengeance or something. But, like, I that's a story I can get on board with. You know what I mean? But this guy's, like, kick it, kicking cans because he doesn't have friends. I'm like, oh, man. I mean, I, at the same time, I do thoroughly understand that because, like, quarantine is a bitch. I'm like, okay. oh, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why is every movie we're doing about being lonely right now? Is this just <laughs> – am I just noticing this now? Is everyone this lonely? Is, uh... What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't – I didn't notice that, but we're certainly tapping, tapping into a certain zeitgeist. You're right. Flight of the Navigator was like, oh, oh dude, man. it's hit me oh, hard. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll try and uh, we'll try and uh, change that up. I think for next week, we're. Uh, I don't think next week. Oh no, we're good. One. Uh, no, no, but we're good. Um, we're good. I did also quickly want to address one more thing that I think you could criticize uh, Doctor Robotnik for. Which is that, first of all, I love how his robots keep breaking apart and turning into other robots Robots, because that's something that happened in the games all the time. And I just, I fucking love that small little detail. But one could accuse Dr. Robotnik of going slightly overkill, trying to get uh, Sonic, right? He's got these crazy elaborate machines. They're chasing him down. He's like doing all this stuff. And what I would argue there is, it's not overkill because none of it works, right? You can't overkill something if you never kill it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If anything, all of his equipment is underpowered and uh, and and underperforms, right? Absolutely. I just wanted to point that out. I think so. Every measure that Doctor Robotnik took to try and get Sonic 
was in fact a reasonable step to take. Yes, I do agree. I mean, I was amazed at the Russian doll technology. There was a moment where I was like, nah, there's not another one. <laughs> like, no, come on. And yep, yep, it pops out another one. Uh, yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's doing everything within his power to get the job done. And, oh my God, is this villain resilient? He shows up on a <laughs> planet at the end. Okay, this is this is his whole thing. He, they send him to the mushroom planet, the planet right. that Sonic did not want to go to, has no inhabitants on it, and he's just like, oh, a lesser man would die. I'm going to be out of here by Christmas. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get it, Eggman. I love it. It seems like he's thriving in that environment. You know what I mean? One, we've established he doesn't like people. No people. Great. We've established that he enjoys a good challenge. He's definitely challenged. You know what I mean? He's, uh, I think he's thriving in that despite his hair going all crazy, but, uh, no, I love that. That just gets like, I love the tie in of like, okay, this is the full fledged character. We did like the light version and now this is like, this is the real time. This is what he actually is. Yeah. And I did, I laughed pretty hard at the agent stone thing. So agent stone is his sidekick throughout the entire thing. And at the end he has that face carved into a big rock and he's just shot putting it like six feet at a time to like move it through the thing like he'd pick it up and be like see you later and like throw him and they just show him walking through the mushrooms picking it back up and throwing it again like i was just like <laughs> that's brilliant insanity is what that is yeah. i did really like that so um, i mean for me in conclusion um do i think he's a great guy probably not okay i don't i don't think he's a great guy but I get why he's doing what he's doing. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. I agree. hundred percent. I think the villain was right <laughs> <laughs> to pick a phrase. Uh, so I guess, to pick uh, a phrase. yeah. So I guess probably time for our definitive rankings of how good uh, the villain was. Uh, Rebecca, what do you got today? Okay. So I've got the uh, speed scale. Okay. Okay. Speed, nice. Speed scale in the sense of, uh, okay. So uh, from when you hear the ice cream truck, Okay, that's a certain speed, <laughs> okay. I believe. To uh, you're not the father on Maury. Uh, I'm gonna give him a. You're getting chased by a dog. Okay, it is very terrifying, uh, but you do not know what the intentions of this dog is. <laughs> could be good, could be bad. We don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so I also have a uh, speed scale, a product speed scale, uh, which so is way from- more technical, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I just changed it up right now. Uh, so from from a, a slow poke, you know, the, the little treat, uh, to a speed stick, um, uh, good old deodorant. I'm going to give this a Mach 3, uh, the Mach 3 Razor, because uh, like the Razor, <laughs> uh, Robotnik's a little overdone. Uh, you could definitely get away with doing, uh, get the job done with something a little less fancy uh, or expensive. Uh, but can't deny that it was thought through by some really smart people. So that's my, <laughs> that is my uh, thing for Dr. Robotnik. Uh, and before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, uh, a couple ways you guys can support the podcast. Please like and subscribe if you haven't done that already. Um, uh, if you could leave us a review, that would be amazing. Always helps us uh, go up in the charts, gets other people on board listening. Uh, you can also follow us at VWR Podcast on Twitter. That's where we do most of our social medias. Uh, please, uh, 
You can also email us at uh, villainwasright at gmail.com if you have any suggestions. We love that. You make our job so much easier if you send us suggestions. We love it. We want to know what you want to listen to, so please send that out to us. And you can also hit us up on... Uh, Patreon, yeah. So if you got a couple bucks and you want to help uh, support us, um, you know, uh, uh, production costs of the podcast and everything like that, you can head on over to patreon.com slash right. We have a whole bunch of different tiers. Uh, for example, one of our tiers, um, you can vote on Audience Choice episodes. Next week is our Audience Choice episode. It looks like it's going to be Talladega Nights. So if you want yes. your say into... Uh, how, uh, how, what episodes we do in the future, uh, head over to patreon.com slash the villains, right? And uh, uh, just a really quick, by the way, thank you to everybody who has signed up in the last month. Um, there's been, uh, there's been tons of you. Um, and it's, it's really great. It really helps us out. Uh, so thank you so, so, so much for that for everyone who's already signed up. And Hey, if you can't, uh, if you don't want to, or you can't afford it, uh, we still love that you're listening. Uh, we still love that you support the podcast by telling your friends and everything like that. So thank you to Every single one of our listeners, uh, you guys make this a lot of fun. Um, you guys now, are the best. Yeah, so good. We we literally wouldn't do this without you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be weird. <laughs> it'd be weird. It's just two people in a room talking. Uh, but now it's time for our Heroes and Villains of the Week, where we discuss people who have inspired or disappointed us in our personal life. Uh, Rebecca, what do you got for us this week? Oh, my God. I've got a, I've got a villain. I just need to go on a, just, a, just a hot, just a quick rant, okay? Because I cannot. I, I'm at my absolute fucking limit with amazon okay i think we all need to start boycotting this company this is garbage this is pure pure garbage this man is this man is profiteering profiteering okay off of a pand a global pandemic okay is not securing his employees and on a more personal note okay (laughs) because this is bullshit all right i had Somebody, somebody made a bunch of purchases, okay, on my account. They hacked my account. They made some small purchases, though, like $1.50, I think, in total on a fake account, okay? Then, days later, after I've changed my cards and everything, I've, like, changed my password, all that shit, this person is still somehow logged into my account, made several reviews, okay? I've tried calling Amazon, <laughs> They're, they've employed no one for their phone lines right now. Did you know that, Greg? They've employed no one, okay, during a global pandemic, okay, to be to use customer service, okay, something you could absolutely do from home, okay, that they have the technology to patch yeah. you in and be able to use your own phone as a business line. There's so easy to do, but because they know it's a pandemic, they don't give a shit. They're like, oh, due to this, we're just we're just not having customer service anymore. So and they haven't refunded me, which is not a problem. I mean, it's so cheap. Like, it's not a huge deal. But they haven't solved the problem, called me back. I've emailed them three times. Okay, they don't give a shit. They just want your money. And they've they're abusing. They're abusing every one of their workers. That guy going on a rant about how dildos aren't essential. He's right. Okay, dildos are not essential. <laughs> it's absolutely ludicrous. Sorry and rant. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Very upset. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is a super villain. Man. And should be recognized as such. Fuck that man. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's Blofeld from uh, You Only Live Twice for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I've got a. Uh, I've got. A, I think he's a, uh, a bit of a bit of a different uh, take. I've got a villain uh, this week, which is my uh, friend Ray. Um, because, uh, someone reminded me of a spring break that we took back in university. So, uh, we're obviously like poor students at this point. So, uh, we decided, uh, uh, my roommate Magda, myself, our mutual friend Ray, 
And then Magda's friend, uh, an, another girl, I don't actually quite remember her name uh, anymore, but uh, we went and we did this breakaway tours thing, uh, which is basically... Oh, I've uh, done they, those, yeah. Yeah. So they put you on a bus. Uh, they You drive for 24 hours straight south, right? And we went to Panama City, Florida, which is right at the top of Florida. It's 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 the panhandle. It's barely barely into Florida. Um, and we just, we, so we all do that and it's like 14 degrees and overcast the entire time. (laughs) Like it's not, it's not super great, but we're all sharing a room. So it's me and Ray in one bed and it's Magda and her friend in the other bed. Um, and part of this is they bust you out to all these like different bars and stuff. And like, you know, you do that traditional spring break thing where there was like wet t-shirt contest. We weren't really into that or anything, but we were just there partying and they had an open bar at this place right as part of as part of this tour that we did um but they understaffed it like crazy (laughs) right so there's like a lineup of like you know a 20 minute long lineup to try and get a, a little cup of beer refilled so the scam is is that if you pay 20 dollars, you get a bigger uh bigger cup but my friend ray found a way around this uh, which was that he just went up and the first time he was up, he dropped like a 50 into the tip jar for the uh, for the bartender, right? And the bartender was like, you're my guy. You're great. Whenever you want to come up, just come on up, skip the line. I'm going to serve you right away. <laughs> so Ray has this figured out and he decides uh, he's going to be a really nice guy. And every time that anybody needs a drink, uh, he's going to go up with them so they can skip the line. But the result of that is that Ray ends up pounding his drink whenever anybody else in the group that we're hanging out with needs another drink. And nobody's on the same schedule. So Ray is <laughs> pounding back like a, like a drink every time somebody finishes theirs, which is an insane amount of beer he's drunk. So end of the day comes and it's like we're all leaving this place and they're sending all these buses to take us back to the hotel and it's pure chaos right like it's just like hundreds of people in a parking lot the buses aren't pulling up to the same spot so there's no way you can actually make a line or anything right it's just like people rushing to get on this bus and then rushing across the parking lot to get on this bus it's a shit show so the three of us magda her friend and me are about to get on this bus when we realize we don't know where Ray is. (laughs) And I look back and I see Ray just barefoot in a parking lot talking to two dudes in a pickup truck. And I'm like, I got to be a good friend. I can't leave my buddy Ray behind. Uh, So I go and I'm like, Ray. Like, so I leave kind of the line. I go and get Ray. I'm like, Ray, we're about to leave. Come on, we're getting on this bus. We're all going to go. And he goes, great. And he reels around and then pushes his way through the crowd to get on the bus, but so violently that like as he's going through the crowd, like everyone kind of just like, what, what the hell? And like seals up behind him to stop anyone else from pushing their way through, which leaves me (laughs) unable to get through this crowd. I don't get on the bus. So Ray, (laughs) Ray pushes his way through the thing and gets on the bus without me. And I'm just like, 
You fucking son of a bitch. I went back no. for you. So the next bus comes. I don't get on that bus either. Uh, bus after that comes. I don't get on that bus. Finally, they're like, this is the last bus going back to the hotel. Uh, if you're not on this bus, um, you're just going to get left behind. You're going to have to find your own way back to the hotel. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm so livid. I get on the bus. I end up having to share a seat, like a like two seats with two football players so it's me and two huge dudes <laughs> and they're like so you know they're just like making small talk they're like so what's up like you like where are your friends and stuff i was like they left me and now they're like dude that's fucking cold <laughs> right so i get back to the hotel and i am livid i'm like i'm rehearsing in my brain like what I, that i'm gonna just chew ray out as soon as i get in the hotel room so i burst in the hotel room and i'm like Ray, you son of a bitch. And then I look over to my left where the bathroom is in the hotel room. And there's, oh, no, sorry, sorry. A uh, bathroom's to the left. That's important later. But I just walk in and Ray is <laughs> passed out on our bed, right? Just unresponsive whatsoever. Magda's uh, laying in the uh, other bed. She's passed out too. And uh, Magda's friend comes out and goes, yeah, they're all passed out. You want to go for dinner? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So we go to the only restaurant nearby, uh, which was a Hooters, uh, at which point we get served. <laughs> Our server was uh, nine months pregnant, uh, the most pregnant person I've ever seen, uh, which is just a funny little detail. Uh, we finish up there. We go back to the hotel room and in the bathroom, there's Ray just pants around his ankles wearing nothing but his boxers, just throwing up into the into the toilet and magda sitting there like patting his back like feeding him water and stuff like that and i'm kind of just like yeah yeah you know what you kind of earned this you deserve this ray it's like this this looks good on you i'm happy that this is how this has turned out so i'm feeling a, like i've kind of won and then i take a couple more steps into the room and realize uh, that Ray has thrown up all over my side of the bed. <laughs> so then I call housekeeping and they're like, this is spring break. There is drunken assholes everywhere. We're not changing your sheets. We just They just drop a fresh set of sheets uh, at our door. So I have to change it myself. Uh, and then at one point in the night, Ray just gets up and is like, did someone say titties and runs to the window and is shouting at people. But that's my story. Ray's the villain for leaving me behind <laughs> and, uh, that I just never quite got my comeuppance, but he's a good friend anyway. He's, uh, yeah. Miss that guy. Anyway, that's, uh, that's my, uh, villain of the week. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad we ended on you. A lot more fun <laughs> than me screaming about a billionaire. <laughs> fair enough uh but yeah i think that pretty much does it uh for us this week rebecca where can people reach you as usual you can follow me at rebecca reads at anything of your choosing rebeccareads.com for i guess video normally i'd be like for show dates no uh yeah you can check me out there <laughs> Sweet. And uh, you can follow me at Craig Fake Comedy on Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can also check out, I've uh, recently launched a new video series called Craig Fay Builds a Clock, uh, which is episode one is now up on YouTube. So uh, go on YouTube and just Google Craig Fay Builds a Clock and uh, that'll take you right there. I'm basically building a clock from scratch and explaining all the physics and uh, history and uh, interesting stuff behind it like that. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, you can check that out. Other than that, uh, craigfay.com for uh, most other updates. 
And uh, that does it for us this week on The Villain Was Right. Tune in next week where we are going to be doing, as we said, our audience choice. It's Talladega Nights uh, next week. And until then, this is The Villain Was Right reminding you to check your blind spot for interdimensional force. <laughs> the Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.